the point, uh, I think the principal point behind the uh, prison movement is uh, to prove to the establishment that uh, the concentration camp technique, the reversion to uh, the second dimension of uh, fascism, uh, the terrorist face, but to prove that uh, this terrorism won't work on us, it won't stop our movement, that uh, nothing actually short of death is going to stop our movement. Uh, it's progress to the point now where the, the courts are being, well, they're, they're in a position where, they, where they're not pressured into, uh, into uh, giving us some sort of appeasement. And uh, that, of course, catches the uh, pr prison personnel uh, staff, uh, the pigs here up in uh, Cross. Uh, they have no way at all whatsoever now to protect themselves except through sheer, brutal, open terror. You understand what I'm saying? The, the, uh, uh, the comrades here, they feel, the pigs feel the comrades here have lost their, uh, their uh, reservation, their hold. They still feel that? <laughs> but they're convinced of it now. I mean, after the last week. I'm talking about the whole state. I'm talking about throughout the state. Mm -hmm. the, uh, you've heard about the their intentions of strike. Yeah, their intentions of strike. Uh, Asthma increase weight. What do you call it? The hazard pay. Wait, wait. It catches the uh, prison pigs up in a cross. They know that the courts are in a mood now to appease. They also know that uh, yeah, the comrades don't fear the courts any longer. That forces them right. to revert to uh, terrorism. Not, not terrorism. Just uh, two days ago, they beat one black almost to death in the hospital. One of the things that uh, you know people on the outside are wondering is how you can use your case and other cases to work as an organizing tool, you know, I mean, without, you know, uh, without bypassing all means, you know, legal means, court means, mass action, and stuff like that, how, how can people on the outside, uh, what kind of things can they do to make real changes and that kind of stuff and put checks on them? Well, it fits right in with the monumental problem, the monumental historical problem, the antithesis of, of, of uh, you know, taking in a whole. Uh, <coughs> our opinion is that uh, the reason we haven't been able to uh, move forward is because, you know, left-wing factions can't, you know, unite. They just haven't been able to unite here in this country or very few other countries. And we've, we've been hoping that on our substructural level, the substructural level of the prison movement, we could uh, possibly provide an example for the rest of the movement. And, and because the oppression of the, let's say, the need to unite in our particular substructural level is overt and clear. Mm -hmm. We're faced with overt, clear terrorism, oppression. And uh, being that our need is greatest, we figured that uh, we're, we're hoping, we have been hoping, that uh, we could, you know, first through the band, you know, leadership of the Vanguard Party, we could first uh, uh, involve the community, show the community that uh, the differences uh, 
that uh, the National Advertising Council has convinced us that uh, our present really are losing. We want to convince them that the, you know, in the community that uh, the deficits are losing. Of course, we run into some snags. The snags uh, being, as far as I'm concerned, being uh, part of the press mentality in general. The things I've noticed, the problems I've noticed, generally center around the fact that uh, people don't quite understand what democratic centralism is. They seem to, uh, now, our ideal is to project ourselves into the future, of course, but uh, at the same time, we have to realize that, uh, we have to realize, we have to understand that uh, we're not quite all capable of, uh, well, all opinions are equal, and we have to have some sort of centralism. Um, our preference, our preference, of course, is democratic centralism, you know. People don't understand that that's a necessity at this stage. What we're working towards is uh, the point where uh, all opinions will be equal, all men equal. But right now we have to have uh, the guidance and uh, the purposeful uh, uh, leadership of a, of, a, of a vanguard party. Uh, like Lenin says, uh, Central Committee, you know, general staff of the people. How do you think? How do you think that kind of vanguard party uh, can be developed, or do you think that it has been developed? In the Black Panther Party? I'm a Black Panther, of course. Vanguard Party, I'm a Black Panther Party. Do you think that the Black Panther Party is a Vanguard Party for just the black community and the white community? No, no, no. I believe uh, pretty soon uh, all those questions, uh, as far as I'm concerned, will be cleared up. Uh, the party, the paper is going to run a uh, series of uh, articles where I discuss uh, the nature of fascism in general, and in particular, towards the end, the form that it took here in the United States. Uh, in one paragraph or two, you'll find a uh, statement that, uh, well, one of my principal beliefs is that um, the fact that we're the most oppressed class, most oppressed segment of, uh, of society, the, the fact that we're at the bottom of the pyramid, uh, we're going to, we have to take the initiative. Is that background noise? Yeah, no, I We're going to have to take the initiative. I feel that, uh, I feel that uh, our job is, uh, is to begin the process. Once the process has begun, once we've provided the it's my hope, or our hope, that uh, the intercommunal ideal will spread from our community to yours, the other community. But of course, uh, we know what the term vanguard means. It puts us out front. Well, there's one, in, in one interview by Lane Brown in the uh, uh, San Francisco paper, The Good Times, uh, she made a statement that they asked her what she thought of uh, weathermen and their actions. She made a statement that uh, the she didn't, she said, uh, I don't know what the weathermen are doing, but I know that they're not the party the Vanguard Party because they're not the Black Panther Party and the Van Black Panther Party is a Vanguard Party and thus they're not the Vanguard Party. And a lot of people were wondering about two things. One, her concept of Vanguard Party and two, uh, the the reasons that she didn't know what Weatherman was doing assuming that they are engaging in some sort of revolutionary activity. Well, uh, 
I won't try to second guess for uh, Elaine's uh, definition of Vanguard Party, but I just gave you a brief uh, 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 yeah, match. I just gave you a brief uh, summation of uh, why. Mm -hmm. I feel uh, why I feel that Black Panther Party and Black the Black Panther Party of course is a black organization in the country. And uh, it's a of course it's really only black revolutionary organization in the country. Um the reason like I said that we have to be vanguard is that uh, we're faced with uh, we're faced with uh, with a uh, clear-cut oppression, a uh, clear-cut necessity, objective necessity. Objective and subjective conditions are correct in the, in the black community for revolution. Uh, and uh, to, get to, to get to your original question, though, I think that uh, the reason, uh, the real reason, reason behind Elaine's statement is that if you, if you uh, uh, consider the focal motor theory, if you consider the Pokemon theory, if you go back and consider it, you see that uh, the idea is, is, is uh, the idea incorporates two separate uh, uh, thrusts, a political and military thrust. The focal motor, the, uh, the initiative, the, the push, the motor of the, of the revolution has to be backed by a political force. You know what I'm saying? When the man steps out. And then, and, and, you know, uh, and uh, with the idea of providing an example, and there's no one in the background to fill in for, to build dual power, you need to rebuild the, the people's world as he destroys it. Where are you at? You're left with nothing. Well, that's the question that was posed to Weatherman at that time, and that's why they changed. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing is uh, the Pokemon theory. The Pokemon, the Pokemon theory incorporates the. Uh, the Pokemon theory incorporates Well, it's a monumental idea that uh, calls for some understanding. Uh, the old CP attacks uh, the weatherman for being counter-revolutionary, and the, the basis for their attack, uh, I think, is a, I think is a, is altogether uh, incorrect. Real, the real reason why they can't be and aren't more effective is that uh, they have no, uh, they have no uh, organs for uh, 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 political activity. They have no political outlet. Um, the point is, while destroying the opposition or the establishment's capacity to produce, at the same time, it's supposed to be also rebuilding the people's world. Uh, that's the political, the political people's job. Yeah, there's, relation to that, there's a lot of, uh, in, in terms of the white uh, <coughs> male left, particularly the middle class white male left, to many, the primary form of oppression to them is alienation from life in general and, and seeing genocide go on in front of their eyes and them mm -hmm. in a position of powerlessness, even if they wanted to do something, although they've been told that they shouldn't. Uh, that's a very... Some, somewhat intangible form of oppression, though it's very real, and it's kind of hard to organize around concrete things, you know, to benefit, you know, to set up real programs. How do you think uh, a white, uh, white community, the white youth culture community, can organize around the real changes that have to be done? 
around prison reform, about building the party, about building uh, you know, survival programs, pending revolution. Although that means a different thing in white community. Mm. I mean, survival, you know, if mm. freaks are surviving, they're getting welfare and they're smoking dope, then, mm. you know, I'm thinking it's real duty. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about objective conditions. And uh, what you're saying is that uh, the objective conditions in the white middle class aren't correct for uh, the political uh, uh, programs and the political thrust that are possible in the black community. Uh, and you're asking for, uh, or you're, you're asking for alternatives. But uh, I, I feel that when we start talking about objective conditions, I don't think that we should separate a, uh, uh, what I term psychological or subjective conditions too much from you know uh, objective conditions. I'm, I'm saying that a man can get mad enough. A man can get mad enough to fight over. Uh, what you called uh, uh, just now, uh, uh, let's say, uh, uh, U.S. involvement in uh, Indochina and so forth. Man, get, enough, get mad enough to fight over that. U.S. involvement in what? Yeah, the U.S. involvement. <laughs> All right. All right. But uh, that whole question follows, that whole question follows uh, the statement I made a while ago. Uh, we'll have to provide the example. And... Uh, that was one of man's objective. Mm -hmm. We'd like to provide the example. The, the, the programs and the organization of, uh, of uh, political uh, structures and so forth will have to begin with us because that's a follow-up of my statement. We'll have to begin with us because the objective uh, conditions are correct with us. And, uh, and uh, we're hoping that uh, the other community will be affected. Somewhere, all right. Uh, their motivation, like you say, it do, do, doesn't have to be a, uh, it doesn't have to be a overt, uh, let's say, starvation. Hmm? It mm -hmm. could be psychological. Yeah, it goes very deep. Too. Mm -hmm. Like uh, in Berkeley, what, what we've been setting up, or what has been set up for the past few years, is uh, speed clinics and speed auto mechanics and and those kind of things to organize it around the community. But we find that people who use that are basically just. Uh, Freaks, you know, kids, mm -hmm. and that the people in Oakland uh, don't relate to them. And, you know, we'd like to be able to change that, uh, although they're very, you know, skeptical. I don't think we should discount either. I don't think we should discount the that, uh, that uh, the broad uh, sections of the American middle class. I don't think we should discount the fact that they're uh, also economically uh, strained. Economic Economically strained. They, their uh, uh, economic position is far secure. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's clear. That's clear. Mm -hmm. uh, but like the point is, is, is that the, uh, the revolution is offering them economic security. Is the I, I'm certain, positive that we haven't gone beyond the point where the uh, revolution no longer in this country uh, 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 is. Uh, Separated from the economic motive, man. No, I don't think it is either. Mm. So sometimes, it, uh, sometimes people don't look far enough, though, and don't look. Of course, of course, the the, the average white collar worker uh, sees only a short term, and the average blue collar worker sees only a short term interest. I understand that, but uh, I believe the political point would be to make him see that uh, there's 
is still a very clear and present economic motive uh, for revolt, revolution in this country. Mm -hmm. uh, I won't discount that at all, but like um, in your article on withdrawal, you know, one concerning that, there's in the movement there's been a lot less uh, national mass actions, you know, like the moratorium thing, rallies for Bobby, <coughs> stuff like that. And there's a lot more small groups with a lot of personal struggle around the way we fuck ourselves over, you know, the way men in the community fucking over women, the way that we're not dealing with you know, the racism that's in us in, in terms of struggling around <coughs> black people's demands. Uh, and so what what's we've ended up with lately is uh, kind of May Day actions, we've been reading about that, and that kind of stuff. And there's on the other hand, the days of rage, the weathermen riots in Chicago, the way people were shot, uh, fighting, you know, pigs and stuff, and every once in a while people get pissed off enough and riding on, riding on the abs on, on Telegraph Avenue. And people are a lot wondering what the... Uh, you know, ramifications of those kind of actions are and what real changes they're going to bring about. I think that any type of, uh, any type of, uh, practice, any type of, uh, mass action is, uh, productive. Because, uh, remember we were speaking of changing attitudes. Uh, we were speaking of, uh, objective and subjective conditions. Uh, uh, the fastest way to change any conditions that aren't correct, I believe, is with uh, trauma. <laughs> keep them in up for you need to keep things uh, disrupted. And uh, let, that, let that be the normal state of things, disruption. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I subscribe to all forms. <laughs> <laughs> I support. I support personally. I support all forms of disruption. <laughs> but, um, um, but not at the same time. Don't 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 uh, get the mistaken idea that uh, I'm also subscribing to uh, apolitical apolitical actions or apolitical activities activities that don't have a clear cut political purpose that that aren't working within a clear cut political matrix. Uh, but, I, but I but really in my in my wildest imagination, I, I can't see how any type of disruption in this country wouldn't fall within a, a purposeful political matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's a, there's a couple of the stages that people go through, at least in the white movement. You know, the first stage maybe be outrage, mm -hmm. finding out what's been going on in Vietnam. That's the very first. Yeah. It, it, and not just with Vietnam, but also with the culture, American culture. Reading your book, yeah. you know, looking what's going on with the Indians in the Southwest. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, we could sit here for an hour listing them off, but... Uh, the next stage is how to organize around dealing with some of that stuff, and that's where people fall into a snag. Uh, you know, I got a feeling that people don't understand the concept of process a lot. Oh, mm, mm. Uh, I agree with that. I agree with that. The protracted idea. Uh, my my politics, of course, is uh, well, Panther politics, of course, is a combination of Mao think and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, Gaveras Gavera think. Uh, the two-stage revolution and then, the, uh, of course, the focal motor thing. Uh, do we need to talk about revolution in two stages? Well, one, one thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> <be> <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about Mao's revolution in two stages. Making that necessary alliances at first uh, uh, with uh, 
any group or any segment of society that's in opposition to or that's being exploited by the principal uh, enemies. I'm talking about the men who have placed themselves at the center and above society, uh, the fascist manipulators. Uh, first, uh, pulling these people together with, uh, in some cases, with uh, you know, using the loyalty, using the loyalty instinct. In other cases, uh, pointing up, uh, pointing out the uh, similarities in our conditions, uh, reaching for the entente, reaching for the uh, uh, reconciliation. Uh, that's that's what I that's what I think of in terms of mass action. Uh, but uh, following the mass action, following mass action and the destruction of, uh, of the unrighteous. The second stage, of course, would be the socialization stage. I don't think we should worry right now that all of the people that we're allied with the uh, strict Marxist limits, just so that they're loyal to revolution. Uh, in, re in reading Mao, you see that everywhere again, he's absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. And in some places, even the, what, the Comprador bourgeois and points all the way to almost to suicide almost. He was compromising with the Comprador bourgeoisie and the national bourgeoisie in China. I'm not saying that we do the same thing, but uh, that's what, uh, basically that's what Comrade uh, Huey Newton was uh, saying in his article, you know, his article <coughs> relating to black capitalism. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people misunderstood that because... I didn't. Hmm? I think I misunderstood that. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I, not that I misunderstood it, it's just that I had a lot of you know, understanding the context. Everybody that misunderstood that, everybody, of course, that misunderstood that, have not read Mao Zedong's theory of uh, revolution in two states. I don't know about Mao theory, but uh, it's just a question of being in touch with the black community and where the black community's at, which is another thing. Yeah. But you understand that... Uh, the, the guy that owns a drugstore on the corner. Even the guy that owns a... This man. That's a... Leave the drum go. Hey, brother. How you doing? Right. Right. No, only here to see you. <laughs> right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I was right in the middle of another... <laughs> drugstore on the corner. <laughs> yeah. Even the guy that owns a shoe factory. I'm talking about the black. Uh, they aren't capitalists, of course, because of uh, where did they buy their, sh their leather from? Their rubber, their string. Where did they uh, get the building from? Where did they the machinery? You see, the opposition, the opposition at present is that guy that's making tools, the machine tools, uh, the huge, uh, the huge, uh, uh, few families that own around the country, the men that uh, send out expeditionary forces all across the world to rip off about 80% of the non-renewable resources. So mm -hmm. that, that's the enemy right now. Not, uh, not the, little, the, the little black cat in the corner who's trying to uh, survive, really. Makes really no more in income than uh, the average one of those. Uh, of course, if we want to compare ourselves with China during their revolution, then uh, we, would, we could call I mean, I'm speaking in, 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 in black right, right now. We could call um, the Nixon's uh, uh, Nixon's uh, uh, Nixon's uh, uh, 
black capitalism, or Nixon's black capitalist. We call them the Comfortable Bourgeois. But of course, they're slated for destruction after the first stage, after we get rid of the of the uh, of the real enemy. All right. So the basic concept is that uh, attacking the heightened the most heightened contradictions first, and then deal with deal with the smaller contradictions later. The socialization process mm-hmm. comes later on. But really, behind the ideal is that. Uh, we need uh, allies. We need allies. That's what we We can't uh, isolate ourselves. That's what you saying. There's a couple of pro- uh, uh, problems that uh, some people have been dis- you know, discussed in the last couple of years. One is... Uh, Wait, before we go any further. Uh, the articles that uh, Comrade's been, been uh, putting out in the paper, and he, you know, he's been putting forward for us to try, try to relate to and understand the principal intent, the principal intent is to isolate targets of revolution. That's, 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 that's his intent, that's his whole intent right now. To isolate the targets of the revolution from the forces of the revolution. It is. Mm-hmm. So, in this understanding that I'm from black capitalism, uh, I mean, it's almost to miss the whole, uh, the whole uh, technique behind our, our thrust. We're trying to isolate isolate the real targets of revolution mm-hmm. and uh, at the same time gather the forces of revolution. Uh, Go ahead now. In, in terms of gathering the forces, uh, there's a lot of division and movement, you know, I'll say in the white, take just the white community alone, uh, women particularly uh, are not into uniting with men who constantly oppress them sexually, you know, and constantly treating them as sexual objects. Uh, and won't deal with them other than in terms of a fuck, you know, and that's kind of hard for, for a woman to deal with, and they shouldn't have to, you know, to deal with that. No. Uh, what what can be done with that? And also, in terms of white people, how can, I, you know, black people ain't going to work with white people who, is, who are racist, and they, who ain't even deal with it. I mean, it's understandable that white people are going to be racist. It's understandable that men are going to be sexist when we've been brought up that way. But the uh, question is, how, how, what, what point is liberal? Start. What point is being liberal? No. That's a big question. That's a, a two, that's a two-part question that, that I'm laying to go into. How much, how much time do we have? We got time, no. <laughs> it's an important question. It's one of the most important in the movement right now. Um, I think that that's one of the criticisms of the Black Panther Party has been is that it's been anti, anti gay people for one. No, I don't think so. But you issued the statement that he's willing to join with anybody against the establishment. Statement, statement and practice, two different things. Sometimes, of course, there are two different things. Uh, it's, it's practice that's important. And a lot of a lot of white people freaked out about practice around that. Uh, it happened around the Revolutionary Constitutional Convention mm-hmm. and uh, other. But do you understand that the term vanguard implies an attempt, an attempt, an attempt to uh, get out in front and pull the people into the proper channel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when that attempt fails, all we can do is attempt again, try again, try again. And under the, the and, uh, you, you can't accuse uh, uh, any members of the uh, uh, policy-making body. I don't uh-huh. think uh-huh. Uh, anything like that. What they, what, they, what, they, what we're trying to do now is get ourselves together. I'm not uh, trying to make any. Uh, I don't want to accuse anybody. I'm, just, I'm saying that um, when when things happen like that, it, it 
understandable and it should, that's the way it's going to happen. That the mistakes are going to be made. The question is how are they going to be dealt with and how are effective modes of criticism, mm-hmm. criticism, unity, criticism, unity are going to be carried through. We're going to have to reanalyze this whole woman question. We're going to analyze the whole thing. I think it's a big difference between uh, the woman question in the, in, the, in the black commune and the woman question in the white commune. Mm-hmm. For sure. But uh, I'd like to I'd like to reopen the whole thing all over again. It's open <laughs> in the white community. Yes, I know that. It's open. I'll admit that uh, everybody has to admit that uh, that uh, men do in ways uh, fuck over women uh, emotionally, psychologically. And but the reverse is also true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the responsibility should be shared. Let me get this up here. I think that uh, if we reanalyze this question and stop being uh, so really head up and emotional about it, that uh, we can see that uh, I think that we would be able to see that uh, the psychological torture, the emotional oppression is a two-way thing. Um, Do you think one could be the reaction to the other? They're interrelated. They're connected. But now, what I'd like to point out is... Uh, is uh, the roots of the problem. Let's go back. I don't think that uh, Marx dealt with it uh, sufficiently. I don't think that uh, uh, that Engels dealt with it sufficiently. Uh, uh, I'm talking about the right now. I'm talking about the formation uh, of the family, the state, and so forth, from the beginning. Uh, I'd like you to consider right now the very first group of women, or let's say the first woman, or the first group of women. Do you think that uh, any man at that time, when I w- we're going way back, right? Do you think that any man at that time could have talked his woman into destroying his child or destroying their children? Who really did decide who should play what role? And what is what, what's oppression? What is what is oppression in, in this particular vein right here? I think it's uh, I think it's really it's really uh, messing over uh, an individual too. Give him a role, teach him a set of, of, of responses sure. that he will not later on be able to live up to, and that's what's been happening throughout oh, sure. throughout history yeah, with uh, with this uh, role. Yeah, people understand uh, where that comes from and, and who benefits from that. Uh, and that was that expensive labor force of all these women staying home cooking for a lot uh, of fellow uh, men. Oh, you see what I see, man? Uh, it's a possibility that somewhere way back down the long line that. Uh, a female came up with the idea of oppressing us by putting us out there on the uh, on the hunting ground to match our skills and strengths with animals. Hmm? Or put us out there in the field. Right? Yeah. yeah, a lot of it's also the question of who's winning and who's losing. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm saying I think that if we reopen the whole question, launch a brand new dialectic, and try to rediscover all the ways that that we are fucking over each other, oppressing each other, that we'll find that. Uh, that we have very little, very little to accuse the other of, uh, and that, that that's that's particularly uh, that's particularly um, so or true with uh, the black community. What Huey's what Huey's comments in the um, in the in the write up on uh, on Sweetback, mm-hmm. I think they were, they were they were pretty poignant and pretty clear. In our case. With uh, the black uh, subculture being uh, a matriarchal culture, in our case, it is the women who are going to have to stop uh, emotionally 
oppressing their son. And I'm mostly uh, designating uh, roles that, uh, that, uh, that further enslave or that further uh, oppress us. Uh, what he was saying, I feel in essence, was that uh, the only way that, uh, that uh, the black woman is going to ever be liberated is standing in the arms of a liberated man. And the only way that that can ever take place is uh, for the race to raise a liberator instead of uh, uh, a coward. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of women like find it uh, impeding their, their the efficiency of their social practice when they're when they're working with men, and when and men will not relate to them as as comrades. You know, uh, they find it hard, if not impossible to do good political work, uh, how can that be resolved unless the men start dealing with the stuff that comes down? I consider myself uh, the focal motor, and I won't go any farther. But uh, uh, I have no problem whatsoever in relating to women as equals if, if they can themselves equal. But I feel that same way about men. Did you? I feel the same way about another guy. Yeah, but one of the things, one of the reasons that women sometimes initially uh, aren't exemplary revolutionaries at, at, in early stages is because they've been brought up in such a fucked up society and, it's told, and the society's told them, you can't make revolution. All you can do is wash dishes, you know? And that's, that gets pumped into your head so long that it's very hard for you well, maybe I that. breezed over that too fast. Maybe I breezed over that too fast. I'm not going to ask you to wash any dishes. If any dishes be washed in our uh, uh, military safe house, so we wash them together. I, I, uh, I concede all that. If she's willing to stand beside me and pull the trigger. It doesn't call for more than three pounds of pressure to pull the trigger on no, a constructed rifle. In, a, in, a, in political discussions about what and I'm speaking strictly for the military. Say we're in a military situation and, and there's men and women involved and decisions made to, to do something or is being made and women are not, are not you know, are intimidated from speaking and men are, are pushing a lot harder and stuff and not, you know, not paying attention to what the women are saying and not giving validity to the women's ideas. That's not valid at all. You cannot ignore an individual that's standing beside you with a gun. You just cannot do it. I'm saying this, that uh, it's impossible for a man to fuck over a woman if she's got a gun, too. You dig what I'm saying? I've got a gun, she's got a gun. I cannot push myself in front of her. Even, say, for putting out a newspaper, you know, when decisions are made, political decisions that are made that could have far-reaching effects, you know, uh, and women are intimidated from saying, they might not have a gun, but but they're uh, intimidated from... from uh, Psychological. Yeah, from the past. Things from the past. It's heavy. It's really heavy. I understand that. But I'm saying that the only way we can begin to resolve the contradictions is with the practice. And I'm saying that the first uh, the first step in that practice is uh, is uh, social activity. Activity. Revolutionizing. Activity. Uh, also, the, that, that one, one thing was one like when you're, uh, say you're in a military group, it's very you know, clearly important that the people know and understand and can and, and love each other mm-hmm. in engaging in that kind of activity and that uh, or live a normal life in spite of the fact that there's war I'm saying look uh, like you say it's heavy uh, 
wrapped right up with this same question is uh, uh, another problem that we as blacks have. Uh, the idea of a, of just what is disciplined behavior, what is disciplined behavior, and what is uh, uh, authoritarian behavior. Uh, the average black uh, will, uh, well, he's repelled by the idea of discipline. I'm talking about the ones in the movement now. I'm talking about the uh, uh, conscious brothers. They find it hard to discipline themselves and, and, and relate to uh, the fact that structure has to exist for anything uh, uh, purposeful to go forward. Uh, the, the two things are wrapped up right there together. Um, in, a, in a woman question, the way things are going to usually generally end up is that uh, some man will be hitting the cell. And the contradiction will start right there. But uh, the two questions are wrapped up. The, the question of discipline, the need for discipline in order to uh, move forward with the real purpose. And then uh, the question of how did and why did uh, the, the male end up in that position of uh, trust, the position of power, or the, the, the position where where he was, uh, where, he, where he is uh, uh, getting orders. It's a, it's a complicated, heavy thing. But uh, I think that we're going to have to learn to uh, reconcile ourselves with the fact that uh, uh, from the smallest units, from the smallest cells on up, we're going to have to relate man, woman as equal. And it won't be easy. It's got to, it's got to work itself out. But the only way it can really work itself out, I'm convinced. And uh, I sure hope nobody... Mistakes this is uh, male chauvinism of any type. But I, I think the only way the problem is going to be resolved is that women become more aggressive. And I'm not talking about aggressive in the sense of uh, being counterproductive man, and disrupting. I'm talking about uh, coming up with uh, a valid, valid criticism and valid ideas and valid contributions. Mm-hmm. Uh. A lot of people are interested in what's been going down around your defense committee and what kind of what's your position on various defense committees and, and how they're functioning. First, I'll take our hours in particular. Um, our 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 idea at first was to involve, uh, of course, the order came down to involve the community as much as possible to give the community the responsibilities that uh, we felt. Would help them involve would help involve them in the uh, uh, anti-establishment activities. The idea was to uh, introduce them to our little substructural little substructural movement. The idea was to introduce them to uh, uh, anti-establishment in general. Uh, on the supposition that later on, as things progress, they would move logically into higher levels of you dig what I'm saying? You follow? Yeah, that's what people have to do. Well, it broke down. It didn't work. Yeah, I was, I didn't it didn't work. <laughs> well, the reason it didn't work, well, we know why it didn't work. The reason it didn't work is because of uh, a lack of understanding of, uh, of uh, democratic centralism. See, uh, we, we, right in our midst, we, we started uh, drawing people who we consider and who were definitely opportunists and uh, 
than others who were anarchists. And nothing can be done with uh, uh, opportunists or anarchistic behavior. Uh, uh, the ideal of a, of, a, of a committee where everybody is doing their own thing mm-hmm. is counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind the idea of out from the outset, we should have uh, clarified from the outset behind the whole project. Uh, we should have let it be known that uh, we were working under the discipline of, uh, <coughs> of the Black Panther Party, uh, of, you know, the Vanguard Party, and that's that's the the most recent move has been to correct that uh, mistake right there. Uh, of late, we published that de- declaration and uh, sent out notices to all the committees that. Uh, from this point forward, they can't operate, but they have to operate under the guidance and under the review of uh, Central Committee for Black Panther Party. That's the only way, the only possible way for the centralizing, uh, ordering effect to reach down you know, to the grassroots level. That's the only way to handle it. How do you think the actual practice of the committees will change? Uh, repeat that. How do you think the actual practice of the committees will change in nature? Let's hope that that question, that question, that question there will have to be, of course, uh, uh, solved by the, the Central Committee of the Black Panther Party. How effective will they be in uh, harnessing these forces? Uh, I'm, I'm certain that from now on we'll go forward. What kind of what kind of programs do you think will you know new programs and what kind of uh, things will will be initiated now uh, that the change is taking place? Well, uh, the emphasis the emphasis of course now uh, will be put on what we've been trying to emphasize all along. I'm talking about uh, myself uh, uh, in particular. That our our particular defense there in uh, that courtroom isn't as important as the ideal of setting up uh, projects to keep this sort of thing from happening. Right. I'm talking about the survival programs, our infrastructure in the black uh, community. Uh, funds raised and so forth like that. I feel that the well, I, I, funds raised, funds raised and uh, activity going on around our case, I felt right from the beginning would be uh, more productive if they, if, 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 if they were channeled into uh, our, our principal survival program. I felt that I could be represented best as, a, as an individual who stood for the survival of the community. Who is always going to stand for the survival of the community. Uh, do you see like you, you, the legal motion and stuff? Uh, I don't deal with it at all. I don't relate to it at all. I have a lawyer. He's very competent in that particular area. I let him deal with the uh, holding the fascists off, uh, stopping the gunfire, keeping them from murdering me. Well, there are those who those who feel, and I'm among them, that it's probably real important that you get out uh, with your ideas and these ideas be able to be presented to the community. Uh, and a lot of people don't see that as a contradiction to doing political work and, and building the survival programs. And other programs. Uh, what about that? <laughs> I know. You must be into that too. In other words, uh, <clears throat> in other words, you're saying that uh, there's a possibility 
of me um, martyring myself if I don't concentrate more on the legal aspect of the case? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, there's a possibility of you monitoring yourself, but it's not a question of concentrating more or less. It's, it's, I'm not clear that it's a uh, contradiction mm -hmm. to work to it's exhaust all. That's just what I was going to say. It's not a contradiction. If, 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 if it's to our interest and it's to my interest, you dig, to let the people know that I stand for them, and I always will stand for them, is their survival. And I think the best way to get that across is to, uh, in one or two places, where the party has a has a uh, uh, the community uh, pretty well uh, organized to uh, let them know that uh, that uh, yeah, funds from uh, raised from uh, uh, our particular efforts went into the construction of this particular uh, cottage industry or this particular clinic. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to the final uh, explosion. When it comes to the point of uh, uh, whether or not I'm going to survive or whether or not I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm not depending on uh, I'm not depending on them to surround San Quentin and snatch me out of here. I'm depending on uh, the vocal motor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we need to say anything else. Uh, but, uh, It really pains me to be misrepresented, uh, and I feel that the sort of what happened around that. I feel that I haven't been misrepresented in support uh, in uh, in areas where uh, people were carrying on uh, uh, the little button wars and the uh, pamphlet wars and uh, uh, kind of productive activity in general high sales and so forth like that. All right, all those things are good. And if we're going to have a raffle, let's raffle shotguns. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to seem uh, this overtly critical of the weatherman because uh, I dig him. Uh, and we're not going to compete over who's the vanguard party. That's not the point. But the point is, is uh, right now is uh, unconditional freeing of the people, liberation. And how we can build uh, uh, the day we talked about a while ago. Uh, I'd like to offer this as I'd like to offer this as uh, as a possibility. It is a possibility that uh, Bernadine and uh, and uh, the rest of the people involved there, the weathermen, uh, see the focal motor theory in a much broader sense than we see. It. See, we're relating to it as it relates to us in our particular condition. We say the objective conditions are in the black community for a revolution today, that uh, all that's missing here and there are a few of the subjective. The objective conditions are there. The subjective conditions are missing here and there. And uh, we're moving forward on that uh, with our programs and with, uh, with uh, our movement. And by movement, I mean uh, the shootout on Central. August seventh, and all attempts to, and all actual, on all actual uh, efforts made to uh, put the fascists to death. Uh, but like I was saying, perhaps the weathermen do understand the focal motor theory and are looking at it in a much broader sense than we are. Uh, 
um, like before when I said the the ideal embraces in its essence, in its heart, two two distinct uh, uh, entities: a political and a military thrust. Uh, one can't exist without the other. That's why you know she died in Bolivia because he couldn't get the political uh, couldn't get the political uh, infrastructure that he needed to support the, his military thrust. But let's say, uh, let's say, it, with this, uh, with with, uh, with this uh, last comment, that uh, perhaps the weathermen are, are viewing the world situation. Perhaps they're saying that the objective conditions may not be absolutely right in the uh, white middle class uh, community, but the conditions are right in the black community, and the conditions are right in the world.